0: Welcome to the Inspired Wild podcast. I'm Trevin Stolzfus, and i am got some great guests today. I'm sitting here next to Phil Francon. Actually, Phil, you're, I met you. You're the, you own the property north of where we hunt in Kansas. I do. And then do. To, to your left is our own Lane Walters and uh, Jordan. Yes, sir. And then... Um, Tess. tess is uh from sydney nebraska also T- tess you won't be hearing tess because we didn't have enough headsets so and then of course garrett's here man in the man in the behind the scenes uh, electronics uh, what we're here to do is really exciting because it's really to talk through the launch of the new Mindel boot line here in the u.s um with you, Phil, you're uh, you're taking you're taking on a, an exciting task here.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty pumped about it. I've been uh, working with the Mindel company through um, my my past history at Cabela's since basically 1995. I met Lars Mindel in 1995 when I was working in the retail store, actually selling footwear. He came in and did a training. So this family's been just an outstanding family to work with. They make unbelievable product in Germany for us, and uh, I'm really pumped to have the line here for North America. On the hunting and and tracking side of things, uh, it's going to be a a great 2019 kickoff.
0: And for me, uh, Mydal was always uh, a name that was synonymous with quality. It was always a higher end boot yes so you ended ended up making an initial investment that was more than let's just say a regular hiking boot that you go get at a box store it was more of a uh, high-end boot that that was going to last and you know i'm one of them guys that i've i've had loas i've had kinetrex i've had a a lot of different really quality boots and for some reason mine will fit my feet um uh, i don't want to say every boot does that but sure. but, but mindle was a brand that fit my my foot pretty well
1: it, it is paramount when you're looking at footwear you have to buy what fits your foot mindle's not going to fit every foot low is not going to fit every foot kenner not going to fit every foot but when you find that boot that works for you and, and a lot of folks have had mindles i mean we've been selling mindles um in the united states since 1989 Right. and, and i mean they've 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 got a great following people when you put these on your feet you know immediately there's quality there the german craftsmanship the german precision um they're just outstanding they know what they know what they're doing so
0: when you talk about a boot you hear a lot of italian Mm -hmm. boots you hear about a lot of german you hear where are some of the others european basic european makers of uh, um, these boot factors and a lot of them are literally families of families like oh, there's a th- it's a pretty close niche group for in sure. europe that that, cr- that make these boots
1: yeah uh, during i would say let me think about this let's go back in history in, in 2004 i became the the hunting boot buyer for cabela's and did um product development did everything that we, we basically put on the line uh my team was responsible for and i got to, it, it afforded me some things i got to travel i've been i've been in footwear factories in korea china vietnam germany italy you name it i've been there um even even in the united states there's plenty of folks still building some boots here in the us and i would tell you if you want a true mountain boot hardcore boot you see it out there today it's a european product they know what they're doing
0: what what's you, the, what What makes it different I, now i know whether you're in uh, vietnam or or some of these other places that are mass producing things sure. um i i know over the past 20 years the quality has, has gone up you know you always hear about uh, okay. it's made in china well that used to be a real dig it was made in china so it was junk for sure but that's not necessarily true we've gone over and we've actually i say we not me personally but i know guys like you have gone mm-hmm. over and partnered with some chinese manufacturers some vietnam whatever it might be and and the quality's not bad it it they've no. increased the quality but but when you're dealing with a boot like this it's just such a difference. If you if
1: you uh, I mean, let's just call yourself the average everyday hunter. You can get through a Lot of your hunts with a Chinese made Vietnamese made boot. No problem They do a great job of quality control They do a great job of ensuring that every boot comes off the line is exactly like the last boot that came off the line They're very technically proficient and they and they they have improved the quality coming from uh, the Asian uh, territory way it's it, it is way better than it was when I first started building boots, in in the early two thousands. So, the Europeans they've been building boots and climbing the Alps since, I mean the Silk yeah, Road, right? right? I mean they, they they have trade routes that are literally through the Alps from Italy to Germany and back and forth and all over the place over there. Uh, they've had they've had some some time to build and they've had the history and they've had. Um, for instance, the Mindel family—they've been building boots for 300 years. They're on the 11th generation of wow. Mindel family building boots. Right. They're—I mean, you think about that—they were building boots before we were a country, right? right the U.S. So the the skill set and the things that get passed down when it's still in the same family—that technical knowledge, that uh, just the skill set that they bring to the table. That doesn't happen in Asia. It doesn't happen really in the U.S. either. So right. it, it's that. I think a lot of the, the the talents that have been passed through the generations, especially in the Mindel family, that that is what makes them so special.
0: All right. Lane? Do you have uh, you've used Mindles. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm which running ones, right now. Which ones were you uh, – uh, the? The Alaskan GTX. So, uh, uh, insulated and non-insulated. I've Uh, always used the non-insulated. Two hundred grams
2: of thin slate. Okay. Okay. Just so that when I get in that little bit colder temperature, you know, I like to try to do the sheep hunt and stuff. So. I I like them a lot
1: we keep the insulation typically in a real hardcore mountain boot anything that you're going to be super active in and on your feet it's got to be under 400 grams then so 400 and under so when you when you start looking at what we're doing with the line you'll see that those boots where you're active and you're moving the insulation level is uh, is going to be on the lower end these aren't these aren't made to sit in a tree stand in the middle of winter you know in Nebraska for a whitetail that's okay these are made to be active and up on your feet, and for guys that are that are spot and stock, guys that are elk hunting, guys that are uh, chasing goats and sheep, and that kind of thing. That that's exactly what these are meant to wow. take care of.
0: Well, take us through the line. We're for those of you listening. We are sitting here in cramped in our little office, and uh, we are getting pretty close to each other we're pretty tight here but we're going to go through the boot line so uh what we're going to try and do is is uh i'm you just take a boot talk us through um purpose uh you know where it fits in the line maybe maybe an an average price point of where we're going to come in there and uh and and go from there
1: uh, kind of the features and benefits type of thing so i'll start off with just i want to talk a little bit about technology and what we're trying to do inside of the boots so that when i start talking about these um, naming and nomenclature things that I'll come across here, um, and acronyms. You know what I'm talking about. Okay. So, number one, we switched all the insulation over to Primaloft insulation in all of our boots. And,
0: and what was it before?
1: It was it was Thinsulate before. Okay. And I would tell you the reason we went with uh, Primaloft is is multiple, but it's lighter weight. It retains. Uh, more heat the the r value the 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 heat retention is is improved uh, it is a recycled product which is kind of nice so if you start looking into things of that nature it is it is a completely recycled product and it is outstanding from from its compression and what it holds it it doesn't break down um, when they last the boot so when that is when they stretch the boot over the form um, you don't it doesn't compress like some insulations do and you lose you lose some of that r value so it's got some good rebound in there from the from the lasting process and, and it really really performs great
0: and now let me see if i understand this so the reason you hang your sleeping bag instead of leaving it stuffed is because that can contract that and sure. you're going to lose that that for sure. ability to keep things warm right
1: so if you leave something smashed down for a long time right it's just like when uh you move your couch on your carpet right Right. the feet are still in the carpet right Right. and that so that pile that that height of that insulation that's where you get your dead airspace and that's where you you get that heat retention and so um if it's all smashed down you pretty well just ruined all the insulation value of what that stuff is okay so so it's an important thing um the two things that we're going to be introducing uh with this line are one of them is called comfort fit technology and the other one is called mfs which is memory foam system um both of those things will have them in different models of boots we actually have one boot that has both technologies in it and that just I'll, I'll explain it as we go through it but um i'll start off with the comfort series uh hunting boots and we've got a hiker and we've got a hunter so basically what we have is we got a, a six and a half incher and we got a nine nine and a half incher. okay and i am a big fan of one piece leather construction footwear when you're in the mountains when you're when you're side hill when you're on shale when you're in when you're in a tough spot The moment you put a seam into a boot, you introduce an opportunity for failure. Uh, You can buy the best thread in the world. You can buy the best things in the world, the best materials in the world. If you put a seam on a very high uh, abrasion area on the side of a boot, you introduce an opportunity for failure. So when you look at our line, you're going to see that everything is one piece construction. So when you go across the toe, across the vamp and up the quarters, it's one piece construction. It's expensive to do it that way because when you think about how they cut the hide and, and they do the, the um, when they take the 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 sides of leather and they cut that out these vamps they come off of basically if you were to take a cow um, and look at its hide, it comes right off the back so the stuff that comes up the, off the top of the back has less stretch in it so it's not gonna stretch out and kind of get loose on you like some of the Asian made boots can they might not, they may not have the same quality of leather um, all this leather is coming from Germany it is outstanding quality They've got a phenomenal factory they work with over there Exclusively and when you start thinking about German leather, I mean, it's it's kind of a novelty thing But it does look it looks great. They don't have they don't brand over there and they don't have barbed wire fences So when you look at an American hide on a table Versus looking at a, a, a European hide on a table when they go and do the cutting and all the laying out of that stuff, it's um, unbelievable the difference of the quality of leather gotcha. um, that you see there. A so. lot of
3: the European style boots are your, your leathers coming from Germany,
1: so yeah. the Italians and the Germans really know their leather. So,
0: <laughs> okay, so with this, whereas uh, it's not just that it's okay, it's leather, but it's it's the it's the placement of leather on the blank if you will so
1: yeah it is the it is the quality the hide okay. so um it's the tanning process so the tannery that's been doing it in in germany's been doing it again it's a multi-generational I never even thought deal,
0: right? about the the
1: grades of leather yeah and, and, and you've got and and so when you look at a hide as well you start thinking about down around the belly and and you start getting a lot of wrinkles and things of that nature so when you do that good footwear manufacturers they utilize that stuff for like less stressed areas so they'll use it on the gusset of a tongue right. they'll mm-hmm. use it as a as a, a, a lining material maybe an eye stay something that doesn't require a ton of uh, something that is either back so it won't stretch mm-hmm. or something that doesn't require a ton of stress um, okay. So when you when you think about that, that is a really important thing. They they need to know where to cut that best piece of leather off of there, so that you don't have uh, a boot that fails. And on
0: then you. and then is that going to also help in uh, water repellent, uh, waterproofing? I mean, sure. you you hear all this. Oh, this this boot is waterproof. This boot is water repellent. For um, sure. You know, and, and and I know we also need to be able to treat our boots and and all of these different things that help with that. But with that hide, is that going to s- ensure? That it's, it it stays drier longer?
1: It's a great question. So um, obviously every one of our boots has Gore-Tex in it, period. Every, everything we're selling here in the U.S. is Gore-Tex product. I'm a, a 100% believer in Gore-Tex, and that's an interior booty that is basically made inside of the boot that is 100% waterproof okay. from, the, from anything penetrating from the outside then when you start looking at one piece of leather construction yes you should treat your boots you should wax your boots you should use some sort of a there's there's chemical um applications that you can put on there for water repellency and there's wax products um Obanoffs is a great one mindle also has one called Sport Wax that we'll be carrying here in the US it's mm-hmm. just outstanding it's just a good product to to have, to have you want to have your boots treated before you go on the mountain because you don't want them to wet out. I'm um, obviously leather is, it's a natural product. It will absorb water. Right. And when you start hiking and all that, you'll see where it'll start to wet out. You, the, the leather will start to absorb a little bit of water and you obviously retain weight when you do that too. Right. So, so you start looking at, at, being cold, you start looking at, 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 just being heavy and wet and miserable. That's why it's super important on a, on a natural product to treat it. Those two products you mentioned, what were mm-hmm. they? Open is, okay. is, um, I'm sorry, too. I've got a sinus infection, so you might hear me oh, you're fine. pass a cough drop around. But uh, <laughs> Obinoff uh the guy's name is Marva Obinoff, and and he built a beeswax based product. I think he's out of Minnesota, um, if I remember correctly. Minnesota. And he makes a, a fantastic product. And I would tell you the Mindle Sport Wax is basically the same thing. Okay. It's a beeswax based product. So that's um, what you
2: prefer is the wax based stuff? I,
1: I'm a wax based guy myself. Okay. Um, it just to me I did I like I like the way it makes the leather look it's kind of a visual thing too but I also know that I've done it right I know that I that I've got it laid on there I, I actually over wax mine and I heat my boot up a little bit with a blow dryer just to get it to really absorb into the leather mm. um, the chemical stuff is is great it really does and you'll in like when you do a, a, a chemical treatment on a, on a boot it's almost like when you wax your car the water will beat off of it um, I don't think it lasts as long as the wax so as you and especially on something that takes as much abuse as a boot You've got to have a good product on there that's going to last you, especially if you're going to be, you know, a week, 10 days up in the mountains.
0: So I had my mind lasted me two seasons. Yeah. Um, and I probably could have got at least ha- a partial third out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I found is I, it was just, it just happened. And in those two seasons, I spent a lot of time on, on the rock, sure. you know, oh, yeah. I- I- Ibex country, yes. right. And that, that boot, uh or that country is just brutal. Um and so I I found and again it's going to depend on where you're at, what your ecosystem that mm-hmm. you're having the adventure in is. Yeah. I didn't have a problem with with my uh w- weatherproofing or waterproofing. Yeah. I had a problem with just the fact pu- kind of flat up, wear, no
2: doubt. Just where kind of yeah, the first, yeah, That's yeah. where I broke yeah. my first pair of Mendoza in was yeah. your first Apex, yeah, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> that was a poor choice of breaking in a boot yeah that, <laughs> no,
1: no yeah that's that, that that's a hard no always breaking your boot prior to leaving <laughs> leaving yeah, house. I so I do, on the way there <laughs>
2: oh. oh nice I, I will say
0: this let's i do want to let's table that because i do mm-hmm. want to get your input i get asked a lot mm-hmm. how do you break in your boot sure. so let's talk about that but let's keep going through this line so this is a eight inch
1: uh, it, this one's basically nine, nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay. Uh, so this, so I this look a, at
0: this and I think of this as a, as a hunting boot yes, absolutely. because it has the upper, it has the support.
1: So we've got the, 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 the name that you're going to see when we, uh, launch these on the website is the comfort fit hunting and the comfort fit hiking boot. Okay. And the comfort fit part of this is, uh, the last that they use, which is the form that they, they stretch the, the boot around to give it the shape of the foot and uh, all that stuff. They use what is called an oblique last and basically when you look at your foot your foot looks like a fin right it's not symmetrical right your pinky toe is short and a little out to the side and your 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 big toes my feet are my feet don't look
0: like that i mean my my feet are ugly and here's the deal if if you've
1: been on the mountains (laughs) enough your feet are beat up you need you need a good you need a good product um to make sure that you that you can get up and back down the mountain but it is it is on on a on a oblique last and it is more comfortable it gives you some room up in the the toe, the toe area yeah to, to, you've got some movement there you're not pinched in it's and you don't
0: a, want it to be you you no. need that movement number one i've it. heard uh, people have told me the tighter your boots are the colder your feet will
1: get no doubt so you can i mean you can tighten over tighten your footwear um to a point where you restrict uh blood circulation on oh, yeah. that and yeah. the moment you do that you're you're in you're trouble dead. you're yeah. in trouble yeah. Yeah. and you'll actually see on on the mindle hunting boots we have a thing called dig fix and what that is, the digifix. If you look at the boot, it is a heel locking, um, I guess apparatus for lack of a better term. What you can do, there are lockable eyelets or lockable hardware above and below the digifix. And what that allows you to do, you can actually tighten the bottom part of the boot to a certain ten- tension, and then you put the lace in the lace lock, and then you can go looser on the top, tighter on the top, looser on the bottom, tighter on the bottom. Because you can actually lock that lace out and use that that digifix. To pull your heel back in, so you don't get that mm. heel slippage. So wow, another that's another, just, another German innovation again. Just that's just
0: the laces. I was with uh, who was I with? Maybe it was Tanner and, and Mikey, but one of them showed me a new a different way to lace up a boot sure and it did it did exactly that it was just like i came up here and then i actually skipped one and went back down yeah and the way it locked my heel in for sure and i didn't even i there's have been wearing boots a long time and i didn't even realize a it lo,
1: a lot of folks don't know that and, yeah. and they, they don't understand the difference between a locking piece of hardware and a roller piece of hardware why it's there what it does and in this situation from a dig fix perspective we will have some some um storytelling elements online so you can see how it works what it does for you and and i'm telling you once you learn uh, you've been lacing your boots since you were four right you're lacing your footwear.
0: was the rabbit goes around doesn't, the doesn't, you, know, you know exactly the, it's a little different than the old rabbit goes in the hole exactly right.
1: there, you can you can do more you can have a better lacing of your boot onto your foot if you know how to operate the hardware
0: okay good that's cool that's good
1: yeah so, the, so inside of this boot the comfort fit story what it really begun getting back to the last and the way it fits around your foot there's also a cork foot bed in here so i want you to think back to your old birkenstocks from the 80s right Dude so everybody probably cruised around in a set of those no. and they <laughs> but <laughs> yeah you probably know, fair.
0: But, but i do know a lot of people yes. that my daughter and my wife still yeah. to this day those are their favorite yeah. like you said cruising around just they're so
1: comfortable so they're basically the base of that is, is, is silicone impregnated cork and, right. and that cork forms to your foot it's like a custom fit orthotic and that is the basically the base of the footbed the the, the insole that is in this boot it is a cork based product it's got it's got tons of technology into it too and so it's uh, felt covered it's got some moisture wicking capabilities it's also got a pour on um heel strike area so that it's got some rebound some some polyurethane um support there to keep you where you need to be but when you wear these boots and you break them in they will custom form your feet they just and it feels fantastic i mean when you put your foot in them you know that that's your boot there's, gotcha. And when you put your foot in someone else's boot that that might be the sheer same size, you know that's not your your right. boot because it doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't feel right. So right. It, it absolutely makes a big difference.
0: Gotcha.
1: Uh, the other big change for this boot for 2019, we have a brand new Vibram outsole. So we're, we're calling it the the Vibram MultiGriff 6.0. It is a it is a sole that is specific to Mindel. Mm-hmm. If you've worn uh, a couple of Mindel products that might have had the cork footbed in right. them in the past, they they had a. a A mindle proprietary outsole which was a dang i mean it was a dang good outsole there wasn't anything wrong with it this one actually provides more traction so we've gone through and looked at the way when you're walking up incline going down a decline braking, and 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 just grabbing traction as you're going up doing different things all of these lugs are individually thought through to engage into the ground from a forward and from going up and a going down perspective and even side hill so that you don't um so you don't slip the, the traction difference between what is on the old product that is similar to this and this product it's, it's night and day. This is an outstanding outsole. Viber makes the best stuff in, in really in the outsole world, they do great work. So I think that is a huge plus. And then it's also on a, a polyurethane mid. So for me, you'll see a lot of things out there, right? So boots can have an EVA midsole. They can have a polyurethane midsole. I am a bigger fan of polyurethane cause polyurethane back to our conversation about how the couch leaves. It's, um, stamp in the carpet right polyurethane rebounds 100 percent eva can actually imprint so as you wear eva eva breaks down and uh polyurethane holds itself um much longer much stronger and uh, and i think i mean if you're if you're backpacking in if you're if you're hauling in and and you're gonna have some weight on your on your shoulders or, or you're packing out polyurethane is the product you want under your foot
0: okay that's good yeah
1: so that's the the, uh, the comfort fit hunter and now, hiker.
0: The, so you're you gonna, these will be called the comfort fit hunter and hiker. Yes, okay.
1: the hiker is uninsulated and the hunter has 400 grams of the Primaloft insulation we discussed when we kicked it okay. off. Okay, is
0: so, that the hiker, the six inch, it sure and is. then the hunter is
1: the the, the nine inch. Okay. You got so
0: it. so if you if you want, you'd go with this boot if you wanted a lighter
1: yeah so let's say it's early season or or you're you're scouting or something along those lines or i mean even turkey hunting sometimes you can get in some pretty wild spots especially up around wyoming around sundance and that Mm -hmm. that kind of thing um chasing turkeys it's a a great boot for that
0: right right
1: great antelope boot um i mean you're gonna find these these boots are obviously made to take on the mountain but you're gonna find that you like them so much you're gonna wear them all the time right my brother i got him a pair uh a long time ago and they turned into his everyday work boots. Like he wears them every stinking day. Right. And I, I worked with a guy um I lived in Canada for a little while working up there for uh Cabela's as well. And we had a guy up there that uh I was really great friends with and he wore he wore Midas boots every day. Yeah that that that's I mean,
2: that's my father in law. He wears a hiking boot every single day for yeah. work. It's not Yeah. It's not a regular work boot. He wears his hiking boots. Yeah. Yes.
1: So once once you get that feel and that support and you put your foot in a pair of boots that are that are of this quality it's hard to go back it really is right it's like right. it's like flying first class the first time right right and you just don't want to go behind the curtain anymore but.
0: yeah <laughs> for sure
1: right. okay so we'll jump on to the next boot um the next boot is uh we're gonna call it it's the it's vacuum hunter is what it is and the vacuum i'll we'll go back to this mfs system that we talked about earlier this boot is the vacuum hunter it's about seven and a half eight inches And it is uh, new buck leather. It's got a full rubber rand all the way around the outside of it. Again, back to a Vibram multi-grip outsole.
0: Quick question, though. So here we are. We're looking at the Hunter. Yep. Or, no, this is the Hiker. 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 I notice it doesn't have the full rubber rand around it. Now, the difference, this has is that it's a different, as I'm looking at it, it's definitely a different leather. This is, like, roughed out. Like you said, almost, not a corduroy, but uh, what's? Well,
1: well, what this is called. Suede. uh, It's not suede. So it looks, yeah. What, what it's called is called nubuck, okay, and so it, it's still a full grain leather. And what nubuck is is they take the entire hide of the leather and they sand it down. Okay. So, it, so a, a typical full grain leather would have some sort of exterior, um, I guess, just the way that the the, the skin looks on the hide, right? When they when they go through and they sand that down, they can actually make all that leather look exactly the same. So gotcha. that's called nubuck. When they do that sanding procedure to it, some of, some of the nubuck is, is waxed, pre-waxed, and some of it is not. Okay. So when you see one, one might have a little bit more nap to it. So right. you'll see kind of you can see your fingerprints in it, or if you run your hand along the boot, you can uh, kind of tell the grain goes one way right. or the other. Sure. And that's what you're seeing.
0: Now, when you have a full rand,
1: mm-hmm.
0: does that increase? uh waterproofability. i don't know if that's a word is proofability a word i'm i just i'm gonna make it a word if it's not we'll call webster okay. we'll get that in the book <laughs> yeah uh, so because this one doesn't have the full rand around it and would does that matter i've always thought well this is going to help it's going to make it more waterproof i have no data to back that up yeah. it was literally something i came up
1: with from a waterproof perspective it really doesn't do you a heck of a lot of good from okay. a waterproof perspective yes Is it another barrier? Sure. Okay. Is that why it's there? No. Okay. It is there 100% for abrasion. So when you look at a boot that has a full rubber rand, this is for side hilling. This is for things where, I mean, if you're going to be in some serious terrain and you're going to have to worry about just beating the heck out of your boots, that rubber rand provides you that protection. So it's more of a physical protection. Absolutely. So does the
2: rubber rand go up and over the leather or is this where the leather stops? It goes up and over the leather. It goes up and over. So this is actually full leather all the way down? Sure is. Okay. Okay. And the rand just goes, all right.
1: It's it's hard to explain, but it's no, um, it makes sense. If you if you look at it, if you think about the leather on the outside of the boot being the sock, the sock does go all the way down to the bottom, and it is lasted and wrapped around at the bottom, and that's where it's attached. And Perfect. then the rubber comes up over the top of that, so there there there's no separation between the boot and the midsole there from a, a leather perspective. That's all. So would that help at all with
2: it stretching out like on day six, day seven, day sure. eight of a hunt? It's yeah. going to help a little bit it with will. that as well.
1: There's, I mean. Anytime that you can put something on there, this, this is obviously once you put that rubber on there, that restricts that capability for that leather to grow. I mean, it's not, it's not going to stretch. It's not going to move uh, in, in a way so that it certainly does help. And as well, the way it's cemented on there, it's going to give you some lateral stability. Mm. You okay. can just push in and out, pushing in and out, or, or if you supinate or pronate, um, whether you walk on the inside or the outside of your, of your foot, that, that can kind of help you stabilize out a little bit as well.
0: Gotcha. So this is, And I see that. uh, Sorry to interrupt, but uh, I see that the the cut here. So that soft. You said it. Yeah, soft,
1: soft crampon compatible.
0: Yeah. Okay. Where this does, you don't see that on the heel. Correct. Where the crampon would actually attach, this has that.
1: Correct. So on the on the uh, on the Comfort Fit Hunter and Hiker, they don't have. They're not crampon compatible. These are soft crampon compatible. Uh, Hardcore crampons, ice crampons, they won't work on there because they have to have a a front catch as well. So this would be kind of a, a. a typical hunting application where you're not climbing ice, obviously, right, right? You can get away with a lot.
0: I've never put a crampon on a boot. I just never have. I've never been yeah. in a, in a hunt that that, that dictates that and and, and
1: and to be honest with you, very very few people will. The folks that that do, they absolutely need it. But um, you're talking probably two percent of the top two percent that, right, that that right. get it that get themselves into that position right. that need need that kind of a technical apparatus and to that, help them you get there. Going,
2: that's going to be mountain goats in dead gum december goats or mountain lions and yeah. you get those that's dogs true. And that's the one time yeah. i've used them is on a mountain lion hunt we had to have them because yeah. of the stuff that and it was negative 20 yeah. and everywhere yeah. 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 yeah brutal
1: and you're either wearing snowshoes in that situation or you're wearing crampons because you're probably stuck either way so the vacuum hunter has what they call the mfs system in it which is memory foam system and so if you were to cut this boot in half the interior of every boot has some structure inside of it be it foam insulation etc the foam that is in this boot in particular is a really really high quality memory foam so you think about your memory foam mattress you lay down on it and it leaves your print in the same thing uh, leaves your your body print when you lay down the same thing happens inside of this boot again it's it's all about hugging the foot and comfort and and really getting a good fit and and ensuring that you have uh, a boot that fits your foot specifically that memory foam system goes all the way around so it's on top of the footbed so when you place your foot in there you get a, a nice uh feel of memory foam and your foot sinks into it and it also goes up through the vamp and up and through the quarters so when you lace this boot up it really really hugs your foot so from a comfort perspective this is probably one of the most comfortable boots that you can get that is going to get you to the top of the mountain
2: right and okay. what's the uh the thinsulate equivalent i know you said you went to the prima lock but what's the equivalent on this one? so uh this
1: one's 400 gram you make well, one with zero uh, this this particular one does not come in zero okay so the we we have zero 400 and 800 is what we have so we don't we actually we don't have a, a 200 gram th- or a 200 gram prime loft boot
2: but this yep. specific one just 400 is what it comes in correct cool
0: so would you say for extreme hunts this would be just a step up
1: from it, it is. the normal it is. hunter so um, that you showed us at first. So when you're when you're going up, like say into the Florida mountains and you want something that is that needs a little bit more abrasion resistance or something to go above 10,000 10, feet, you're in just rocky terrain, something to get it beat up. The vacuum hunter over the comfort fit hunter is a better product for okay. you because of that rubber ramp. It, okay, gotcha. So that this would be more of the hardcore. You got it. Okay, gotcha. You. you got it. Perfect. We'll go on to the next one. And this one is actually called the comfort fit extreme. And this is kind of the I, I would tell you this is the confluence of the Comfort Fit Hiker and Hunter, and the Vacuum.
0: Okay, so this is a nine and a 10 this inch. Is a,
1: this is an eleven inch boot. Eleven so inch, so it's a little okay. higher. the The nubuck leather is waxed. It has both the Comfort Fit system in it, so it's got the cork footbed, the whole deal. Plus, it has MFS in it. Both. It's got both okay so when this this is kind of a more hardcore boot too it's got a rubber rand, a little higher rubber rand actually it goes all the way around so it for, for me this is the top of the top of the mountain for us so if you were to lay these out and go top of the mountain it is absolutely 100% the extreme if you go mid-mountain um, to top of the mountain that would be the vacuum and then kind of the the comfort fit would be the other so anything got anything you. anything below okay. that Everything goes. Everything is uh, here. Four hundred. That one is four hundred. Okay,
0: four. So, so we're dealing with, uh, um, uh, uh, and I always want to say thinsulate because mm. that's just what I've. Sure. But 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 the equivalent of that is is uh, the ability to have the four hundred. Uh, how do I say that? How do I word that? Four hundred versus. That's a good um,
1: question. So, there, because you're primal loft. Yeah, there's there's there is. Um, so back in the day, there's boots that they, they would temperature rate things, right? Right. They'd say minus 100, minus 50, minus 30, minus 25. Well, that's that was all a scientific deal. We'd send our boots off to Kansas State University, and we'd go through, and they'd do an R value test, and they'd fill the boot full of copper BBs and put elements in there to try to determine where it lost um, heat and did all that good stuff, and so you could kind of produce and build your boots more insulative and more uh and just be more precise about where you have those insulation layers laid um so we did that and i would tell you all those numbers were junk they were just absolutely junk so uh, you're actually hearing my uh, ring doorbell on my phone go off. I've got it set to a turkey, so.
0: Oh. Okay, uh, I was I was getting I was getting excited. I thought there's yeah. turkeys in my yard or something.
1: No, somebody's at my house, but okay. yeah,
2: that's so. Every time
1: somebody shows up at my house, I hear a turkey gobble. Oh, that's cool.
2: So, <laughs> so, uh, so going back to yeah. the actual R value on this and stuff, I got a foot that runs hot. Yeah. I like running at zero, even. I don't like having a insulation in my boot unless it's going to be freezing temperatures yes. or colder um how's that stack up compared to the 400 and thinsulate is it about the same on the 400 of the prima loft or is it going to be it's, warmer it's, about the, it's, it's about, about the same it's about
1: the same okay so from a a true r value i have i haven't built this boot in both versions and set them in a temperature environment to where you could measure that and get the exact feedback i am a believer in the prime loft insulation and i think it has better properties or, or improved properties over thinsulate so i think you could probably get some improvement out of that but it, it's not going to be a massively perceivable difference cool
0: I, I, and, and going off of what Lane said, I'm, I'm, I run pretty warm too, Mm -hmm. but I'm not one of those guys uh, that will put his, pull his foot out and it's soaking wet. So I'm not at that extreme. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dustin, Dustin used to be the same way. Dustin would, he'd take his boot off and literally his sock was soaked. And, um, of course that's what happens then is then you get cold. Yeah.
1: It's Uh, not good. Yeah. So For, for me sock selection becomes a big deal right. right and i would tell you and i and i i have no scientific data to back this up but if i wear a synthetic sock my foot sweats like mad if i wear a natural fiber sock my sweat seems to be like merino merino wool right. i mean yeah. that That's merino, merino wool is basically the only thing that right. i'll right.
2: wear right. that i yeah until i get into really cold temperatures mm-hmm. i run in a super thin merino wool yeah. and then i get a thicker wool when, if it starts to be cold. Bust. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah and then if anybody's ever shared a tent with me in the back country, they know how much my feet sweat yeah. and stink.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it is. And people's feet run different. I mean, hot foot, cold foot, right. it all depends. But right. I would, I would tell you 400 is a good amount of insulation to basically get you around to anything. If you're an active guy, it's great. If you're really packing in hard and you're really moving, I would, I mean, I would suggest an uninsulated product for you, especially if you, if you've got a hot foot, but.
0: Okay, but right now these are only coming in four hundred. Correct. Okay. All right. That's uh, so. That's top of the mountain.
1: That's the that's the uh, extreme, uh, the Comfort Fit extreme. The Matterhorn. The, 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 this is. <laughs> I don't know. It, this is the only European the, the, big
0: mountain I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's all right. Well, that looks like a that definitely that, looks that like, like a sheep boot. Yeah. That is
1: yeah, that, that is that is your top of the mountain boot. Yeah. It, it is the one where I would I would. If you're going into the hardcore stuff, if you're gonna if you're gonna be putting yourself into into harm's way, that's the boot I. And put this is on your, your stiffest boot. It is the stiffest yeah. boot from a, from okay. a, from a flexibility standpoint. That is the stiffest boot.
2: Gotcha. That's yeah. the boot I want to be wearing every year because that means I'm going on a cool hunt. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you have the, yeah, if you have this
1: boot on your foot, you're probably doing something. pretty yeah. you, You've drawn yeah. a pretty awesome tag. Yeah. So the, and then the last boot we're gonna talk about is actually an Asian made product. I know we talked about Asian made products not being. Um, Maybe as as good a quality as the German-made product, but I would tell you these are made by the Germans in Vietnam, so they've they've selected a a fantastic factory. Uh, I've actually been to that factory. It is a really, really high-quality factory. They make a lot of really high-quality footwear. A lot of the stuff that you see that is by the best brands is coming out of this place, so it's an outstanding place, and really what this boot is for, it is kind of a, I'll call it the everyday, all-day whitetail boot, North American kind of. Every, if you're not climbing to the top of a mountain and you're not hauling a pack, this is kind of the lightweight, comfortable boot that you have. And they, They're unbelievably lightweight. They are Gore-Tex. Oh, yeah. we, oh. have, we have them uninsulated. We have them 400 gram. We have them 800 gram. And so when you put Gore-Tex in a boot, Gore-Tex requires that your boots breathe a specific amount. So the, They call it a, mo- mo- a moisture vapor transfer rate. And the moisture rate, vapor transfer rate of this boot, because of the way it's constructed and all the things, is actually uh, two and a half times more than it has to be in order to um past Gore and that's test. good that is good so right. if you've got a hot foot and you need breathability you still need waterproof you're going to be you're going to be in snow you're going to be in water you're going to be in places like that this boot is perfect for that situation it's it's ultra lightweight uh, obviously that's why we call it the ultralight hunter but it, it is a, a really great boot for kind of just I'll call it your everyday hunt and it's mo- going to be a little more flexible it is a lot more flexible right. so when you look at the midsole outsole here EVA mid rubber outsole uh, it's a mindle proprietary outsole it is meant for comfort it is meant for flexibility it is meant for um i mean really to be honest with you this is the white tail guy this is the guy that is hunting all over the the states um it's a great boot for them i mean if you're not a rubber boot tree stand hunter but you're out gun hunting or you're uh you like to do some spot and stock this is antelope this is hunting. antelope hunting yeah. be yeah, even, if
3: even if you're upland hunting if you're you yeah, know walking yeah, upland to upland my birds, and, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, pheasant, so.
1: this is an absolutely outstanding. Yeah, I can, I can
0: see that even ter- some of that turkey hunting. that the southwest uh, hills, you know, sand yeah, hills absolutely. in Nebraska yes. where you're covering a lot of country. Oh,
1: and and especially with the hunt. different insulation levels. You've got zero, four, and eight. You can really specify. I mean, well, oh, yeah, that's like true. I can get two pairs of these. You can have your kind of cold weather set. And you can have your early season spring set mm-hmm. and then you can you can really get yourself around in, in that so I, I agree with you 100 percent.
2: okay yeah, i'm thinking that nebraska mule deer hunt we do every year oh, that's yeah. the boot right Nebra- there this
1: is a perfect nebraska right. mule deer if you're if you're doing some spot and stock and you're uh in the, in the sand hills this is absolutely the one you need you
2: know.
0: yeah that's uh, that yeah yeah and you know honestly it's it's uh, i ha- i've worn a stiffer boot mm-hmm. a, more of a rugged mountain boot in september um because i had it for sure but it's always warmer it's i don't necessarily need it yeah i'm, cl- I'm climbing some mountains when i'm hunting elk and some high country sure. there, but it's so warm yeah. whereas when you get later in and now you're going to add the, the i mean you have there's that gives a lot of flexibility with your choices there
1: no doubt so and i'm yeah, really eyeballing that that's cool it, it right. is a great looking boot it, it is this is going to be. This will probably we'll sell more of this. And from a unit volume perspective, we'll sell more of this boot than just about anything we have because it just fits so many applications.
0: Okay. It's almost that. Uh, um, when I was a police officer, we, we wore a boot that was a high tech I believe, mm-hmm. was the yep. brand. Yeah, high tech has been around for years. And it and it reminds me of, of course, it was all black because you mm-hmm. had to you know shine your boots up. But it it reminded me of that where it get the rigidity of. Uh, of a work boot with the flexibility of an athletic shoe for sure is what it what it reminds no, me no of no doubt about it
1: there there is absolutely an athletic performance thought process built into this boot right it is it is made to be you're you're, you're going to be on the move in this boot right. it's, it's a comfort thing so
2: well that's great all right let's talk a little bit about breaking them in sure Yeah. Our, yeah. E- even before that maybe yeah. if somebody what they're looking for if they've never spend a lot of money on a boot sure what they're looking for on the fit what they want in the toe box um making sure maybe your toe is not hitting that toe box like yeah. what what's a basic fit for someone when they go in and say they go to a store and what what should they be looking for on the fit for the boot
1: for the one thing that i would always tell someone to do um is get the the thing that is at the store where you measure your foot it's called a brannock and it is really important for you to know what size you are Because a lot of times folks would come into the store and they would truly have no idea what size they were. And so I think that is is obviously super important. These boots are made um on european lasts, and i would tell you european last compared to asian last the european last is a little wider and, and just a hair longer so when you start fitting these boots there probably is going to be a little bit more room in there maybe than you're used to if you order a 10 and, and you you think you're a 10 and you order a 10 you might have a little bit more play mm-hmm. in there than you'd want me personally i have the mfs
3: hunters in 10 or a nine and a half so i actually wear a 10 usually but i have a nine and a half in the mfs
1: hunters so. and and so when what the, the big key here is go put them on number one when you go to the store ensure that you you have the sock that you're going to wear with that boot when you're hunting have that in your pocket have it on your foot have it with you so that when you try that boot on and even even if you order them off the internet like everybody's doing today have that sock ready when that boot shows up at home and put that boot on your foot with that sock so you get the right feel you need to know what 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 that's going to feel like and then from a from a you want you obviously you, you cannot have your toe hitting the front if you're if the toe hits the front of the boot any, anything, or even if it's really close, um, if you come on a, on a decline and you're, and you've got a heavy pack on, you're going to rip your top. You're going to rip your big toenail off in a oh, heartbeat. Yeah. You will be miserable. You'll hate yourself. You'll hate your boots. You'll hate everything that is around you because you have just blown your toenail right off the top of your toe and it sucks. <laughs> so that is important. You need room in the toe box. That's why the last is important. That's why the fit is important. From a from a break-in perspective, well, the other thing I would tell you to do is make sure you walk on an incline too. You need to see see if there's some heel slippage, and and you want to make sure. I mean, in in a stiffer boot, sometimes it's hard to get that that boot. It's like a lever, right? So if if that thing's really stiff, one thing that wants to move is your body, and that that boot really doesn't move that much. So you have to make sure you have it laced appropriately. Make sure that it's on right. and that your heel is seated the way it should be seated, so that you get to to understand: Are you going to have a hot spot and create a blister because you haven't? They don't either fit properly, or you don't have them laced properly.
2: So now no, let's get into the break
1: in. Yeah, let's get in the break inside. So, yeah, so here I am. I've just ordered a pair of eights,
0: and you know because that's what I've always worn. Yeah. And they show up and they feel okay. I put them in. I'm go like, okay, do I, do I leave them on and go to work? Do I, I mean, do I go grab up my, uh, my pack and go on a, a, a makeshift yeah. hike? What do I need to do to break these things in?
1: That's a great question. So I would tell you, I'll, 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 go, I'll go through my past history. So uh, in 1995, I went to a little place in Oklahoma called Fort Sill. So I was in the National Guard for nine years, and, and uh, that's where I went to basic training. Well, we did. They put, our, they put our boots on our feet and they walked us through a creek and we walked them dry. I would tell you in some instances that's still not bad, not, not, not mm. bad advice. I don't do that today the way it is. I just, I wear them, to be honest with you. I put, I put my, my socks on that I'm going to wear with that boot. I like to break them in with that sock, um, whatever I'm going to be wearing. And then I, I, I hike them out. I'll do anything. Like, for instance, I'll, I'll go shed hunting. So if I, get, if I get a brand new set of boots in the spring, I will take them shed hunting. I know I'm not going to be in a bunch of Hardcore territory. I'm not going to be climbing a bunch of, you know, mountains. I'll go tinkering around looking for white tail sheds and and uh, kind of break them in that way. And I, I kind of use them as an everyday boot for a little bit until my foot becomes accustomed to them. And they, and they become accustomed to my foot. And and that's really how I do it. A lot of guys will treat them. So I, I, I'm i not afraid to treat my boot first right when I get it. Okay. And then and then walk that in so that you, you okay. a, a lot of the wax based products will help soften that leather a little bit so you can move them and, and, and break them in. So. Okay. I, I highly recommend not doing massive strength. You should not take your boot out of the box and go strap on a 65-pound right. pack and, 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 and go and, hike around the Florida Mountains. And go uh, hike around the Florida Mountains and yeah. probably, so it, probably session, hurt yourself a little bit.
0: I think I think it's uh, it's important, you know, two weeks bef- before you're, you're uh, and two weeks might even be giving somebody some credit. Um, you know, like Lane's talking about, he literally was put his boots on for the first time right before we hunted uh, Ibex, which is not something We would suggest for everybody, but no, it was uh, let's say say,
1: you're better than what I was wearing before. So, let's say you are in a pickle and and you are last minute. I honestly, I would still tell you to maybe go walk, walk those boots through the water, get them wet, and walk them dry they will they will conform to your foot they will they will break in a
2: little quicker my last three or four pairs of boots my favorite way and you gotta have a little bit of no shame in doing it but i wear them to the gym yes and then i get done whether i'm doing yes. a, like a jump rope thing or whatever the only thing i don't really wear them on is leg day because i just don't want a ton of weight going through them well, it and every, day,
0: every day on the
2: on the on the ibex yeah, exactly. rock <laughs> is leg day exactly yeah. <laughs> but then uh i get done i always get on the stair climber anyway right so i'm yeah. getting on the stair climber and then it's just slowly breaking and you do that for a couple of weeks your yep. boots are pretty and sharp. i that's a pretty well broke in. I yep. think
0: I think it's just as simply as just wear them as your everyday wearers you for a couple of weeks. Um, that's ideal. Yes. I mean, maybe you don't have a couple of weeks, but put those suckers on and just wear them um, under normal conditions. Yeah. That way, your foot starts to 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 aggressively mate I, that's a silly word but basically conform like you said mm-hmm. and then when you get in more aggressive terrain you already have that started for sure um i think that that would help you out a, a,
1: a lot of people don't think about it this way but I, I know i know a lot of western hunters guys that pack in guys that that, that are super hardcore that their boots are actually part of their first aid, first aid kit if your boot fails you on that mountain or you've done something to your feet, you can't get off that mountain. Right? Like it, I, I don't want to put it in a life and death situation because it's not, it, it, it doesn't have to be that way. But if you're in, a, if you're on a serious backcountry hunt and you hiked in seven, 10, 12, 14 miles, whatever you've gone in and your boot fails you, you are in a pickle. Yeah. So I would tell you, make sure you are comfortable with that boot. Make sure you've worn it beforehand. And the guys that are doing that guy, the guys that are packing in, uh, a long way to, to to chase whatever they're chasing. They know that they're prepared, yeah. right? Those guys are those are the guys that are shopping well, for shopping for their boots the minute they the minute they draw their tag.
0: You would think they know. I I one of my first hunts that <laughs> when I uh, actually uh, film well that that picture right there with Cameron Haynes. Yeah, um, we killed that bull on the ninth morning. We have four days worth of food, mm. and we killed that bull on the ninth morning. I lost thirteen pounds, but I put my Rocky boots on. Oh yeah for the first time Mm -hmm. at the trailhead. That's a... And let me just say this. When I left that mountain, there wasn't a piece of my bottom of my foot or back of my foot that wasn't duct tape yeah, because would, it, it shredded my feet and the only way I could keep going was basically just duct yeah, tape them. that is that is suboptimal that at is be, at best And you're literally <laughs> digging deep you <laughs> yeah. no step is comfortable
1: nothing nothing um, is comfortable so I
0: mean, so a little bit of preparation, I a guess. little bit of foresight yes. goes a long way because let's be honest when we're back, especially deep, we're not just dealing with a mindset of okay, you know, I, I've got to hunt this critter. I got to get within. If you're bow hunting, within mm-hmm. a certain range. But we're also fighting uh, this inner voice that wants to give us
1: excuses to quit. There's a there's a mental hurdle in every backcountry hunt, and and, you're, and and you you have to you have to make that determination. Have I pushed myself too far? Right. Am I if if I shoot something back here? Am I going to be able to get it out? and and am i physically are my feet in the shape they need to be in order to haul it out on my back right and so i'm telling you it is it is paramount you have got to get your boots purchased be thoughtful even just take your iphone or whatever phone you have and set yourself a reminder two weeks from when you're going to start hunting or whatever you want to do make sure that that boot is broken in by that time right you have to do it
3: the average person doesn't know at the end of the day is um i mean if you don't have the right boots you're overexerting everything else in your legs right you're using extra muscles in your calves and your in the rest of your legs which is going to cause you to have more or use more oxygen so i don't know i just a little scientific it's little tidbit no, there no, but it's true if, wow.
1: if if your boot if your boot is is weak and it's all stretched out and it's sloppy and, and it's got crappy eva um that's worn out because you've been wearing them for the last four years your your foot is not going to be supported in the way that it's going to do so so the more supported your foot is the more stiff your boot is in a lot of cases the the more support you have the, the less energy it's going to take for you to move forward because if you think about a soft sloppy boot that's on your foot that is that doesn't fit right or is worn out when you when you plant that foot all of your body has to go into thinking about how to balance that. So your foot uses a lot more muscles trying to get yourself balanced than it would be if you was, if you are completely supported mm-hmm. and your and your foot is in the proper place and you've got a a, a a proper fitting boot and the proper boot for the, the application you're on
0: uh, and your foundation, your, you, you, you have you, to have a strong yeah, foundation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that, that's good stuff. If you're wearing junky boots, you will know pretty quick.
0: I think for, for somebody who's I, we're using the word two weeks. I think that's, that's, that's silly. I think let let's 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 try a month. I mean, you're a month out. Yeah. Um, talk me through uh, a person. They come to the website. How yeah. how do they purchase? What what are some things that you guys are going to offer? I mean, what question. if the boot doesn't fit? I mean, there's all of these things. Sure. One of the reasons I don't like ordering boots online is I can't try them on. But if there was a situation where I could send them back, or you know, so t- talk us through that. Here I am I'm, it's I'm a month a, it's out. That's a great
1: question. So in the design of the website and all the things that we're doing, we're gonna explain everything to the customer extremely well. This is how this boot fits. This is so when you go on to um, some websites, they'll tell you this boot fits a little um, small, this boot fits a little big, this boot fits a little wide, this boot fits a little um, narrow. We'll go through all that. We will have in depth fitting instructions for you. Plus we're gonna be on the phone. If you need something, you can call us at any time. We wanna be a, a resource for you. So let's say you're on your your first elk hunt ever call me i will talk you through what are you where are you going what elevation are you going to be at are you packing in or are you going in on a horse um is it a is it a for lack of a better term a cabin hunt or is it a tent hunt
3: right.
1: what are you doing i can help i can help you deselect boots because i think deselecting boots from what you need is more important than selecting yeah, boots. sometimes right yeah. you've got to kick some of the stuff out that this stuff just will not be successful for you in that situation so we can get you in the right boot and we can help you out and get you as much information that you need to make sure that you make the right choice shipping from us is 100 free on the way out um if if it doesn't fit we can help you out there too we'll, we'll we'll work with you to make sure that you get what you need to be successful inside the mountain we want to be a support arm for your hunt we don't want to be a, a, a pain in your hunt
0: gotcha gotcha and and for That situation, I I gotta be quite honest, is back in, as I look back, I looked at a boot that was the hardest core of the whole line, Mm -hmm. and I said, that's the boot I want, even though that style of hunt was the least amount. Example, I don't go on a sheep and goat hunt every mountain goat hunt every year. I don't go on a sheep and mountain goat hunt every 10 years. But by golly, I want this boot for sure, because it's the toughest, baddest. Right. And what I found myself doing was picking a boot that didn't apply to the situation, perhaps, that would have been a better fit. Um, You know, I'm I'd hold it up to hiker right now because of the fact that this is the perfect um, non insulated. Right. Yes. Antelope maybe or 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 even this boot which is the lighter the ultra light light versus you know going with this extreme because i want to be this is the the niche i want to fit in (laughs) as a person i want to be extreme
1: right and it's a hard deal right so you're you're going to buy a a great pair of hunting boots you're going to spend 300 bucks right And when a guy says, well, I need four pairs of hunting boots and they're 300 bucks a piece and you're 1200 bucks deep, you're sitting there going, I can't afford to have four pairs of boots. I have to. So a lot of times a guy will try to fit one thing. And I would tell you the comfort fit hunter is probably the one that's the most all around. You can do anything in that thing and get, and you could, I mean, anything up to a a goat hunt and sheep hunt might be a little tough on it, but a a goat hunt would, would definitely be doable. I would just tell you, you're going to spend 1200 bucks on a bow right you're going to spend you're going to spend all kinds of money on accessories to put on that bow several hundred bucks you might buy a new rifle that new rifle is going to be a grand and you're going to put a two thousand dollar scope on it none of those things help you get down the mountain
0: right
1: at the end of the day it is important it is imperative that you put the right amount of money into your footwear choice so that you can get up and down the mountain with your new twelve hundred dollar bow or your new two thousand dollar rifle so it's it's, it's a big deal i'd
0: almost say that uh, and I've heard this said that the two most important things in your pack are going to be your, uh, not necessarily in your pack, but the two most important things taking out is your boots and your glass
1: and your kit. No. So if you, if yeah. you, if you have yeah. your yeah. hunting kit, yeah. I would absolutely say boots, because boots and glass are top. I, I mean, don't get me pack. wrong.
0: I, I love my mm-hmm. bow and I love the rifles nice. I have, but I don't have, uh, I can't. I can't even start to utilize them unless I can get in and correct. then find the game. So those, you know, the, the thing you probably use the most in all of your gear is your footwear. You
1: can't go anywhere without a pair of shoes, right? So, I mean.
0: yeah, I, and I think people will tend to go, I'll buy a $200, $225 pair of boots and I'll spend five grand on the rifle yes. setup. Well,
1: okay. If you have to be budget conscious, I yeah. want you to think about putting the money into your footwear. You have to. 'Cause you can have the fanciest rifle in the world if your feet can't get you there, you're not pulling that trigger. I
0: I, I my first rifle, I bought a thirty six from Walmart. <laughs> it had a tasco three by nine on yes. it. You know, and all the critters I shot with that didn't know the difference. They have no idea. But I got within two hundred yards of them. Yes. Right? Or two hundred and fifty, you know, that was right. a long shot for me. And yep. and and but I always one thing I always did is is I invested in, in footwear, good boots.
1: Yeah, you yeah. you have to, it's absolutely imperative.
0: Yeah. Well this has been great. Um, t- talk us through how can we find you um, you know what's your social media platform stuff like that yeah. so
1: people have questions they can reach out, resource you guys. Our organization is Mydal USA. So mindleusa.com is our is our web handle. We will be uh, on the same from a, an internet or from an Instagram perspective and Facebook. Twitter, YouTube, it'll be Mindel USA, and that's M E
0: I N D L,
1: M E I N D L. All
0: right. it's like
1: a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of folks say Mendel. A All right. lot of folks don't. I mean, it is kind of a. All right. It is. It is hundred percent. Yeah, it's a hundred percent German name, but uh, when you talk to the Mindel family, it is absolutely one hundred percent pronounced Mindel.
0: What is it about Germans that put consonants together? Like Stolzfuss <laughs> has four <laughs> consonants right in a yes. row. My last name, yeah. which is means Proudfoot in German, and it's like okay, let's let's put a little vowel in there somewhere, yeah. but. But, but yeah. I always want to mindle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It, you think there's an el, but that's how it's pronounced. Correct. It's a mindle. Okay. D-N-
1: D- D-L, on DL on the end. DL
0: on the end. Well, that's great. Anything else you guys want, Jordan? You want to add anything? Anything? No.
3: Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah well, we're ex-
0: we're excited about this. You know, when when you and I first started talking oh. about this and the, uh, the you know our history goes way back as far as not just being partners and neighbors, but working. You know, Cabela's. Uh, well.
1: for for years for years we've worked for a long time
0: for 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 years we've worked side by side in different avenues so it's this is really exciting to see you guys taking such a quality name but really giving it a personalized much more of a personalized service and 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 offering
1: we're gonna these are these are the best boots um from meindle that we can bring to the american north american hunter this is this is outstanding product i'm super pumped i know jordan's super pumped we want to bring this product to to the to the u.s and and just give the guys the opportunity to wear it and and be happy with what's on their feet and have a have a great adventure have a great and, hunt and
0: these the, the you know the Mindal name is not foreign to the u.s no. hunter because of the fact that that you know in some stores they have been always their top offering for sure so uh, it, it's not like you're bringing something people don't recognize correct you know so this is
1: it's a tried and true program. Like I said, it's been for as far as I know in the hunting side of things in the state since 89. Uh, it, this thing's been put through the paces. This brand has been put through the paces, of the quality the, this is absolutely the right product.
0: Well, I'm excited. I'm excited. We're excited to partner with you guys. Um, and of course, it's definitely been it's something that isn't brand new to us. So we'll check them out. As always, we want to thank you guys for listening. And uh, we want to encourage you. Uh, to find what inspires you. Go out, whether it's your you know, uncle's back 80 in the Midwest or maybe you're in the Rocky Mountains and you've got uh, you know, some huge peaks to climb. Go out, find that wild and embrace it. God bless and we'll see you down the road.